It is a Monday edition Jack Michael Show. It's our Monday roundtable as well. Derek Hansen, Brad Anderson, and you, Doc Phil, a little bit later on. How was your weekend? Good to have you on board today. 237-3767 get you in. 888-458-6926 on the toll-free line. The Text Club, which we utilize on Mondays. Well, we utilize every day, but Text Club at 35270-35270. Could text something in. Mondays, as you know, if you tuned in, it's your good, bad, ugly, and great. And I'll tell you, I think part of those uh, highlights, <laughs> the great <laughs> might be that Gopher North Dakota hockey series. I said this morning on, on our brother station, KFGO, like many fans are, it is a crime that these two teams are not in the same conference. It is a crime that these two teams to me, in my opinion, are not in the same conference. I, maybe someone says, hey, no, I like it the way it is. You know, I like it the way it is. You, you kind of have these specialty kind of matchups. I don't. I'd love to see those two in the same conference play because that was absolutely fantastic, Derek and Brad. I think I'll, I'll start there with hockey, even though we've got a lot to unfold today. I, I don't. I would say I don't necessarily. Yeah, third mic, fourth mic. Try that fourth mic. And now let's try the third mic over there. (laughs) Try that one. All right. Yeah. There you are. I would say I wouldn't mind it because I think it's okay if Big Ten hockey is successful because I think it's good for hockey. If they did home-and-home series, I don't think there's any reason these two teams can't play twice, you know, four times in a year compared to Holy Cross or – you know, I'm just, I'm just yes. saying. I mean, that's that's the thing. And that's what I'm getting at. I, yeah, I'd love I, to see this in, I the, think in for, the two venues. Because I mean, to me, it can be the same as Florida, Florida State, or Georgia, Georgia Tech, or Clemson and South Carolina, where you're not in the same conference, but you have these, you know, these big rivals that you're, you're you look forward to yeah. because it means something. It's certainly going to mean a lot for the pairwise. It's going to mean a lot for how they seed and in the regionals if they qualify. So. To your point, I think you can not be in the same conference and still be able to play more. And it's you know it's a four and a half hour drive for Crane. But oh, man, you know, for the Gophers, they're everybody's rival. They're St. Cloud's Absolutely. rival. They're Duluth's rival. They're Mankato's yep. rival. And they want to play them a series too. And, mm-hmm. and I think they're playing Bemidji State. I think if I saw on the schedule right too. So and so is North Dakota with yeah, that, so that home I mean, and that, home thing. You know, they I mean, you only have so many non uh, non conference games, and that dance card fills up fast. Yeah, and it comes up when they play. And obviously, with the way that the weekend went on the ice, two two games at, at going to overtime. Friday was just. Friday was Friday was tough to I listened to Tim and and, and Darren was was there this weekend. Uh, Looker, that <laughs> just a tough loss. That that just those are ones that that you you wear and then you're thinking, man, alive. You come back tomorrow and and, and fall. That's a tough weekend in the cities, but they didn't. They came back, and it was another one of those games that had a little bit of everything. I uh, we were going to have the gentleman that, that that threw the stick back because I think it. I mean. Classic move, but the Gophers go up two nothing, and then and then your boy uh, uh, flips the stick. I asked Brad because you know you're one of our resident hockey gurus. If that's a thing now, not Derek, really. goes, Derek says not, if you want a ten minute yeah, misconduct, not really. I guess yeah, because the uh, the repercussions from that uh, will get you. Uh, you know, we'll get you to sit for a while. Yeah. So, Remember they used to have the big fines for NFL players throwing footballs in yes, the stands? I mean, it was yes. like a big deal. Yeah, like, like, when I first no, found it's out, kind of everyone does it. I first found out that like as a, a younger guy that said, what do you mean? It costs that guy like $500 if he throws a football bag? Yeah. You can't just throw that in the – don't they have enough footballs to throw I in the, uh... I still remember one time Anthony Carter scored a touchdown for the Vikings, and I think he was going to go up in the stands, and he 
and he lost. I don't know if he was going to hand the ball off, but he lost the handle of the ball, and he's like begging the guy, "Give it back to me, otherwise, like, otherwise I'm going to get fined." <laughs> right. That's back before they were making three yeah, million dollars. Exactly. Year. AC yeah. was AC right. wasn't making what some of these boys did. So, so to Dylan, uh, Dylan W. You know who you are if you're tuning in today. He's the fan. I got an email. Someone said, "Jack, you should try to get the guy that threw the stick back." Odd, and I did. I, I made contact with him, but uh, Dylan said he's not, not able to join us. I said, I'd love to have you join a roundtable from a fan's perspective uh, on what that scene was like. But it, it really was good. You heard with PA show right there. I don't know what the numbers were for North Dakota fans that, that made the trip to, to Mariucci, but it was it was good. I mean, that house, <laughs> it was a little mix of Brown and, and Kelly Green. And then the games didn't disappoint. So, no, that, you know, that, that awesome. lived up to the hype for sure. I mean, it, when, if you're looking at something yeah. like that. And I, how many do, Derek, when, when we kind of put that on? I mean, we spent a good chunk of the week last week kind of leading up for it. You know, how many, what are, what's the percentage of how many of these games live up to that? It's a good question. You know? Sometimes it doesn't. I mean, you know, many times big weekend hockey series can be seven to one in a quick hurry. <laughs> and that's just kind of how that cookie crumbles. It's, the Wilds certainly haven't lived up to the hype. Uh, I mean, as far as baseball, the the LCSs didn't live up to any hype. <laughs> right, not Lord. at all. No. Um, I think as far as the football this weekend, I there weren't any great. I, I thought the 49ers-Chiefs game was entertaining last night. Uh-huh. I mean, that was good. Um, I think the next weekend Sunday night game is pretty intriguing with the Packers and Bills because the Packers are going to be fighting for their lives here, and they're playing one of the, if not the best team in the National Football League right now. Heineke got him, and, and the commanders get him in Green Bay. This isn't your daddy's uh, or your grandpa's or whatever's uh, team right now. And I know Aaron's trying to not not even spin it. I, I don't think Rodgers, they're not in spin mode. He just, and on one thing, he says, look, we don't make plays. Our margin for error is slim, and we lose. They, that's a great point because they're thin in some spots. They've had some injury. The other thing he said was, "This is maybe the best thing for us." You remember when they were they had the issues with Apollo thirteen, and you watch that movie, and one says, "I, I don't think they're going to make it. This could be NASA's worst hour." And then Ed, uh, what's his name? Uh, the the actor says, Ed Harris says, "I disagree. I think this is going to be our finest hour." And that's kind of how Aaron Rodgers is. He's playing good. That's God, a good spin. I, we're so know. ugly. This is so ugly. It's so bad. Everybody's going to overlook us. Nobody's going to expect anything, and we're going to rise. It's almost like what Rodgers was turning that into. I don't know about that, D or B. Uh, <laughs> I, I think they're – it kind of looks – you got to think his body language with the coaches and his teammates is getting old. That, oh, it has to I be. I mean, that would – he is coming off so poorly, I think, and and he doesn't look like he's he's lost – He's lost his leadership, and in the you know there's a lot of Packer fans who said, "Listen, if you're in a draft, or you probably shouldn't have drafted Jordan Love for anyway, right? Because that's been the beginning of this whole mess. Kind of. Yeah. Can we agree on that? I mean, they, yeah. and okay. they got and they got past that, and, and Aaron kind of you know put that aside and he, been played he got well two with MVPs sandbox. and you know got out of the playoffs quick. That's the problem, right? Yeah. And, and that's his thing. So at some point, if you draft Jordan Love, you got to make the move, and before they call Seattle, say, "Okay, Denver." What you what you got? I mean, right. that's what you do because I I, I don't know. I, I, well, I'm, I'll tell you this: winning does two things. By the way, in my perspective, winning does two things. Number one, it cures everything. You know, for sure. Period. Right? Winning winning cures everything. And, and number two, it, it overlooks things. You know that you not even you don't even pay attention to right. If there's anything that's that's happening in a clubhouse or with a team, uh, personal this uh, cancer in a clubhouse, you know something aside from whatever off field issues, whatever winning overlooks all of that. But I'll tell you when you're not, 
all that starts bubbling. Yeah, and and that's that maybe is what you're getting to with Green. Well, Bay. I think too with the the other side of that too is I wish we were doing Washington Com- Commander fan line today because um, <laughs> I, I I well somebody asked me today if this if, kid if, is yeah, if, fun to watch if Heineke if and when you know when Carson comes back are we going to have a quarterback controversy? I say well I mean yeah. In in four weeks' time, I don't know where's Washington going to be. What what how's it going to play out? It's kind of tough to jump into that, but yeah, they will just if the kid wins. I mean that's what uh, it comes yeah, out. I mean, stay up. and he beat you know one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time this week, and and he showed grittiness last year too. I mean he he does lack some arm strength. Did you notice that? I mean I, they they yeah, jumped on yeah, some of his passes yeah. when he just you know not that Carson Carson has that laser right. Beam. He throws a good fastball right yeah. and. You know, Heineke doesn't, but what he does as far as a guy that you want under center and the way he carries himself as, I'm going to go out there, it's kind of Favre-like a little bit, a little Elway. Like, he's not as good as those guys, don't get me wrong, but that <laughs> right. that intangible that you can't really teach at yeah, the – Grittiness, a Josh yeah. Allen-esque type of mm-hmm. uh, get it done. Yeah, he's on a different level, but yes. Well, Ron, is anybody feeling sorry for Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers? Uh, no. Nope. No. No, not really. I'm not going to feel sorry for Aaron Rodgers because I got news for you. He's got plenty of money, even if his divorce doesn't go well. And I don't think he's going to have – For Tom Brady, you mean? Yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah. I don't think he's having any trouble finding dates. I'm just throwing No, I think he'll think be he okay. might be okay. He'll I, be fine. I, yeah, I, I heard she hired uh, – I don't think he'll be alone for very long if he doesn't want to be. Same uh, attorney that, that uh, Tiger Woods and that whole – Oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, that could text, be – Text club says, good, beautiful October weather. I agree. A little, windy, a nice but we'll, a little windy, but we'll take it. Bad Yankee baseball. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Sweep. Yeah, boy, they just look sweep kind of listless and just, yeah, didn't play well. Uh, ugly, a Sunday with no Vikings game. Great quesadillas at Taco Bell. <laughs> you could have locked into Brad calling a blowout at uh, with science uh, yesterday afternoon. So, yeah, yes, yesterday, because uh, Vermillion uh, up in the Iron Range was a little low on players. I think they brought about 25 or 27. And their coach walks uh, onto the field to start the second, ready, ready to start the second half. Gets the official, gets Eric Isendorf over. We get the announcement upstairs. We are playing the second half, running time. At twenty-five players, really? Derek, Derek, running Brad, time. Brad said that uh, I think Even they, had they twenty-five. Yep, yep, I think they were about. Yeah, we went running time. I think we stopped for an injury and a couple of timeouts. That so was I, I would like to clap the hands of the coach because obviously the opposing coach agreed to that, mm-hmm. and I think. It's something that some high school coaches should lobby for secretly. Like, yep. we're doing this, right? And I think yeah, I think I, some coaches don't want to because they want to have their kids get ready for playoff with a full game. But at some point. I will reiterate, on my good, bad, problem. ugly, and great, and you can text yours in at 35270 from across the gamut of the weekend, good, bad, ugly, and great. I can't disagree with the uh, the, the bad, the, the Yankees. That's obviously really good. I, I think the good uh, you know, whether you're a Padres fan or not, the good has to be the Phillies. They were a six, a six seed for goodness sakes. How is that not, you know, a good feeling? And whether, whatever you feel about Bryce Harper and whatever, you've got to enjoy what these fighting Phils are doing this version, you know. Go get them, Chris Coast, baby. Last time the Phillies were in this spot, you have to go back to that. So I would put that in my good also. I think the great personally a game that i called over the weekend the start for north dakota and they played one that was great yep. you know that that's how you, the only the shot you got against south dakota state playing how they're playing right now is to get out early and try to keep the pedal down and the start was good up 14 nothing pick 6 14 7 came back and responded 21 7 and you're thinking hey 
got a couple of stops early. This is this is the great. That would be the great. Uh, the bad, of course, the second half of that game. Or great if you're a Jackrabbit fan and how they came out of the locker room. Derek, you said, what is it that Stig's doing at halftime? Because in Fargo, then in Grand Forks, yep. in consecutive weeks, they've come out as a second-half dominant team. Yeah, it's, you know? it's amazing. And, you know, they got to be licking their chops and nervous, you know, cautiously optimistic down there because they are they – are, they're they're going to be in a spot. That, they're in a spot where they can pretty much be the number one seed if they want. And the ugly, I wouldn't want to go down there in no. December. You know that's not a fun. Well, place. they've got uh, let's see, they're home at Indiana State. Uh, you would think at home that should that should be, be a, probably at, a at UNI. If there's one that could they could maybe stumble, that potentially it home to Illinois State. So we have three uh, three games left. The ugly, the target uh, on there, their backer. On a, on a freshman receiver, defenseless over the uh, over the middle, that was ugly. Period. It was just ugly. Flag the flag. It was so bad, so quick. The flag almost caught him in the back of the shirt as he was doing it. That's yeah. how quick Oof. they called that and confirmed disqualification immediately. But then you stand over a guy. Come on now. And then you go to a sideline and you're, you're John and get smiles and laugh. You know, come on now. You got to know that people. It's it just uh, that uh, that was ugly to me. Uh, but anyway, you're good, bad, and ugly. Can I give you? Can I give you one of mine? What do you got? Gage Florence, redshirt oh. freshman receiver with the Dragons. Read my mind. I got it right here. Talk to me, Brad. Twenty-one receptions, two hundred fifteen yards, three touchdowns. The Dragons uh, took the paddle home against you, Mary. He, he is. He was the uh, NSIC Offensive Player of the Week. Tell me what the importance is of that. Uh, those twenty-one receptions. That's a Northern Sun. That's a Northern Sun record. I think was almost shy of the NCAA record. Wow. Danny Kittner sent it last year. I'm glad you brought it up, Brad. Mm -hmm. It was on the it was on the on the pile. And uh, Gage Florence and this kid's from Sawyer. You know how big Sawyer is? No. Like the size of this guy. Played for played for Velva in high school. Yeah, that Velva Sawyer Surrey area out there, the northwestern North Dakota. Uh, that, and this is a redshirt freshman. Tell me Steve Lockway ain't a little bit jacked up having a kid like that. In I his mean, team. he could be kind of that, what we saw with uh, the Bresnahan boys from Castleton, or, or I should say Grady anyway, because he was kind of the same. Yeah. Yep. You know, he's 5'10", 185, pretty similar to Grady in that regard. But let me uh, ask just you, a lot of guys. Let me ask you guys this, and Derek, you probably know. Maybe you will, Brad. So so Brad just said Gage Florence of, of MSUM had 21 receptions, and that broke an NSIC record. What do you think the NFL record for receptions in a game is? And who do you think has I it? I have no idea. But I mean, Cooper Cup gets targeted quite a bit, but I don't recall any. Yeah, I don't know that for sure. I'll give you my good, bad, and ugly backwards here. Okay. Ugly was what the Gophers did on national TV. Okay. Yeah. That's not a good look. That was ugly. Yeah. And uh, bad was the long snapper for Weber State. Yes. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if you had that down. Was it four? Four safeties Four safeties State because guy. he uh, snapped it over the uh, punter's head. You never noticed that guy until he yeah. doesn't fare I well. Love, I love on the last one, the punter started moving back even as the ball was yeah, being snapped. That's tough. Yeah. And, um, Brandon Marshall, by the way, 21 catches against the Colts in 2009. 21, same number. 21. And then I, I think the good you got to give to you know Tyler Heineke in the second half, be able to win that game. And I'm not just saying as a Viking fan. I mean, you're just th- – th- that becomes an interesting scenario for someone who sold a lot of a number 11 jerseys here in Fargo for a long time. I just think that's a yeah. story within a story and because I'm, I'm curious about where his career is going to go because he's not going to be a starter if this – way this is going that, that's right the um, i'm going to add to that too speaking of the nfl you're good bad ugly and great at three five two seven oh you can text that in 
by the way, Dosh, Tom, congratulations, our broadcast partner yes. there, Tommy's daughter, finished second in cross country. But during the the course of the the post game, as I was driving by Dosh, Texas, he goes. We were looking for a long snapper, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of dropped like that, Man. so I was looking on that. Uh, I feel bad for the kid. Yeah, it's, yeah, obviously. You want to make national news for that. Uh, no, right? not at all. But the, um, uh, oh, we took a text in last week asking about your, our thoughts on the Christian McCaffrey deal. And, and you know, there was a lot to that. There's a lot of draft picks that, that, that were given up for that. And I and I went on record says I'm really on it. We we all discussed how great this was going to be for San Francisco, you know, and it just adds to an already. And then he goes on and he was chewing up some yards there. Got a got a handful, I'm sure. But flip it, Carolina gets a victory, and the Niners kind of get handed yeah. to him by Kansas City with McCaffrey. So you know. 24, 48 hours removed, all of a sudden people were going, probably in San Francisco, going, now what the heck did we do that for? But you can't. Well, I think the 49ers against the Chiefs, that's just, it's, I mean, that's not necessarily a great matchup for for them either. I mean, the 49ers are going to grind it out with good defense and efficient offense, where when you're playing the Chiefs, (laughs) you got to be, you got to play a little bit of a track meet, right? I I don't care how good your defense is, that that offense is going to score on you. So. That, so that there's that part of it. I, the shocking thing is the Panthers, and I guess uh, there's got to be a lot of uh, divorce remorse for old uh, Tom Brady right now. It, I mean, that's just is. all there is to it. It, it, it. You can't. What more do you say? He could have went out in a decent situation last year, and this is yep. really getting ugly. I think the you know, we knew that the NFC was going to be meh. We're really seeing it now. <laughs> I mean, we really are. Yep. I, I, outside of the Eagles and. The Cowboys and Giants was kind of a shock, and the Vikings sitting where they're sitting, ugly as heck. Well, <laughs> right, right? I mean, it is. Yeah, the Vikings. And we'll get into this coming up, but there five teams that are above five hundred right now. Oh, they're going to be what two, eight, nine teams yeah. that are going to make the playoffs. It's just, it's not looking good right now. So kind of felt for. I'm not going to lie to you. I was pulling for Jacksonville. You know, they're minus six on the move yes. on the drive, and then they get it, Derek, and. <laughs> <laughs> alive they come up a yard short that is just a you know good for the giants you know they they held it on but uh boy for jacksonville to drop that and they were one yard away from tying it up and then uh, kick an extra point to, to win the game and on that note how about this for a good what was carlton's record Coming to the Jake this weekend, six to zero. But I will uh, I will say maybe not the strongest of opponents. Looking at I had a, a dear friend of mine who goes to a lot of Concordia games. Yes, he's an alum like I am, and he says I'm going. I'm not sure if we're going to win or not. And but he says look at Carlton's schedule. And I went, oh my. So it hasn't been. Yeah, there's there's some of the dregs of. Uh, well, with Division that said, three. with that said, I mean Carlton. Has won six games. I mean, that was more mm-hmm. than all the '80s. I think combined. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I said, "When did they get good?" Yeah, yeah right. So it's a nice story from a record standpoint, and then, and unfortunately, the way they uh, they missed an extra point, I believe, to to correct, yes. take a lead with a minute for, to play. Correct. That's what got uh, that's got, what forced got the game OT, overtime. Yeah, yes. and the Cobbers win it. So Terry Haran, nice work. Steve Lockway getting it done, and and others will step aside. We'll come back. Doc Phil will join the roundtable. We haven't even scratched the surface today. The latest top twenty-five poll is out. Stats FCS. South Dakota State, number one. North Dakota State moves to four. Southern Illinois and the Missouri Valley still in there at 20. UND drops to 23. We'll talk more coming up next. Uh, Jack Michael Show, a Monday edition at 740 The Fan. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor? Doctor? 
Doctor? Doctor? Doctor? Doctor? Doctor? Uh, what's up, Doc? The Monday edition, Jack Michael Show, Derek Hansen, Brad Anderson, Jack here. We have Dr. Phil uh, join the conversation here, orthopedic surgeon, uh, one of the tops at his uh, craft all over the country. By the way, one thing I missed over the weekend, our good, bad, ugly, and great, and I don't even know if this fits into anything, how would you like to score 66 points in a football game? <laughs> Brad knows where I'm going. And fall. Oh, yeah. And get beat. 70 to 66. That was a nine-man round two, West Hope Newburg. Had some relatives, my Sandys, that are all from that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, Broughton's, uh, Beck, uh, you know, Becky Henry. I've got some friends there, Brad and Derek. And 70, Derek, to 66. Mm-hmm. Brad, that, was that overtime? Or no. Was, that was just straight that, game. That was regulation. Doc Phil, how you doing, Doc? Good to have you on board. Sounds like a CFL score. <laughs> it does. Well, sounds like a six-man score in Montana. Well, nine-man. Like. You know, nine-man. They North Dakota. They play the whole field. So I mean, it, it has the old CFL kind of feel to it. Cause that's uh, there's not enough guys in the field. And there's a lot of ground to cover. Wow. Yeah. Well, your your notepad. I've seen you take notes, Brad, during when you do play by play. You didn't need like two Mead notebooks to put that stats I down. Is, on I have one sheet where I do like a drive summary. Yeah. And I would have. Yeah. I would have had to go on to page <laughs> two. Ran out of paper. Easily. Oh, my goodness. Doc, it was good to see you at the Laris. Thanks for the food, by the way. Uh, the licorice yeah. and great. You're always feeding the crew. And and uh, we, we talked about it. It was a uh, – was a. you're not going to get a better start, uh, you know, minus that, that pick six, obviously, that I thought was the pick six and an interception before the half, two huge plays. You can't turn the ball over, and you certainly can't turn it over against a, a team like the Jackrabbits. And, uh, you know, but pretty electric atmosphere, uh, Doc, Phil, Saturday afternoon. It, you know, it was in – and, and I can't believe how the momentum changed so dramatically. I mean, we were sitting there, and after that, after that pick six, and it was he telegraphed it. I mean, the guy knew the play was coming, picked it off, ran it in. That changed the whole game. Yeah. It, I, and I, I guess I haven't seen that in the first quarter of a game where that has, has made such a huge difference. The guys just didn't play after that. You know, and they didn't have their – the offense didn't click. The offense didn't have their usual – uh, display of weapons and, and and utilizing them, you know, too. But I'll tell you what, that Jackrabbit team is an unbelievable team. If anybody beats them here, it's going to be somebody from the NFL because they are big, they are fast, they are smart, nope. they are well coached. I mean, and they use they use they're a championship team. Yeah, no question. and to that point. When you can, and and Derek, you and Brad, you're such football knowledgeable guys. When you can use your your front four defensive guys, you know, if you're running a fourth, oh, you know, yeah. and and just utilize that, and that's sometimes three, and those guys are wreaking havoc. Yep. I mean, think how good that then your linebackers just sit back and lick their chops. The corners are doing their job. The safeties are coming in and run support. To Phil's point, and and you're just rotating in. That's that's what they got going on right now. Yeah, it's, it's yep. pretty hard to beat. Yeah, they are a really fun team to watch. There, there's no question. Um, so I mean, yeah, it was it was. It was not great to see them lose, but I'll tell you what we we got we got exposed to a really darn good football team, and that's sometimes always fun to see. And well. had them twenty one seven. So I mean, you know, yeah. you know, that's yeah. kind of uh, we we started the day talking I think about that's their mantra now, though. I mean. They like being down 21. Yeah, yeah, that's probably. Then they come back out and then they just blow people yeah. out the second All right, now we're ready. Yeah, sandbag. In terms of boxing, yeah. that's just it. When are you going to start throwing a punch? I'm going to take right. a few first. It's like a pool hustler, right? <laughs> okay, here's my good. That was my bad. Yep. Um, but here's my good. 
I thought that was so funny when the Minnesota Gopher child <laughs> threw his stick into the stands. Right. The North Dakota fans threw it back on you. Yeah, I said that earlier, Doc. Uh, Dylan, Dylan W., uh, I, me- I messaged him today, was the fan. And I said, in fact, my tweet to him or my private message to him was, I thought, again, legitimate classic move on your part. That was awesome. That's what makes this rivalry so darn good. Right yeah, there. So, uh, that's like throwing the ball back from the bleacher creatures in uh, Wrigley Field. So what did we learn about the UND-Minnesota Hockey Series over the weekend? Brad Berry says uh, because of the schedule they've had, Quinnipiac on into Minnesota, and now, of course, on the road in the Hall of Fame game, but but what they've had so far, he says that that is just worth gold, what yeah. they've been going through. Uh, and, Phil, right there, that's it. I, I think they know that they're an elite-level team. Now the question is, can they get better? You know, they've got a lot of young kids. I'm always impressed with their speed. You can see that on the big sheet. You know, they're – they're moving along pretty well. I'm concerned about their defense. Um, I haven't heard any news about Mr. Frisch. And, you know, they're down to four defense in there yeah. in the third period. Um, I don't think the Clevin hit was – I don't think it warranted an ejection. Um, that's my personal opinion. There were a lot of other hits in that in that game that probably were worse. Um, so I don't know. And I, and I don't know if they can appeal it to the league, but I, if they can, I think they should. Because that's all of a sudden – in the beginning of the season, he's got one game disqualification. You get another one, and all of a sudden, you're you're in tough territory. We had that with Matt Green, you know, many years ago when, when Greener played for the defense because he was he was rough and tumble, but you know he's just a big guy, and and, and that that happened. Uh, so that's a that's a thing. But I think what we did see is you know those young kids came of age real quick, um, and I think it's going to be for a real exciting season. Uh, because um, uh, just the, the level of play that they had, they, they took the number one team and beat them. Uh, sure, Quinnipiac came in, but Quinnipiac had like 25-year-olds, you know, so I mean, I think, you know, that had, had a factor into it, and, and obviously they're, they're coached well, too, but I think it's going to be a fun season, is, is what that tells me. There's a lot of competitive teams. I'm a little worried about Duluth. They don't seem to be starting out on the right foot here, and they've got some, some pretty good players as well. Uh, so, yeah. I guess we'll we'll just have to see. I saw two things at the football game in the Alara Center regarding targeting Doc that you probably saw too, and I'm glad that they uh, they they confirmed the call, which was no call on the field. And then, of course, the latter one I, we I, you know I, I just thought was atrocious, and, and so did the officials, by the way, because the, the kid got disqualified for SDSU. But an earlier one, and and, and guys, this is always tough. You know, a quarterback is leaving the pocket to try to get a first down. Now it, it, he knows where the stick is. So he's not. He's going to slide late, and and he got towards the the stick, and it was a late slide, and then uh, the 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 linebacker, I believe it was for South Dakota State, came over it and and had already left you know his feet. So it was you know and it it looked bad, but I as it happened, I thought, boy, I, I don't know if that that's not targeting, you know. And then they replayed it and all that, and they came back and said it's confirmed, it's not targeting. So he had a right. late late slide, doc. So I I, I know it's tough. But I thought the crew that had that game did, a, did an excellent job on, on that. So. Well, I'm almost of the opinion that I think if if I'm a quarterback now, I'm going to head first slide. No. One because you get the ball closer to the to the mark, you know where you're going. When they slide, all of a sudden, as soon as that 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 leg hits the ground, you know you're you're basically down. If you slide, you're going forward with the ball, and your feet typically are going to be in the air a little bit longer. So. 
um, you're going to take away that opportunity for people to smack him in the head usually too, because that's what they're seeing is when they slide down, they're still above the ground. So um, I'd almost tell quarterbacks, hey, let's work on going head first. That might be a better way to go. It Just is. A thought. Yeah, yeah, a thought. I, I do think, though, that the rules should go back to slide only in your free game if you go for it, though, because you know it's different now in the NFL too, Doc Phil, where you, once you start and you dive forward, then they say it's where you started to dive forward. But they're still supposed to protect the quarterback in that, and because Heineke got that last year, I think in the Packers game where he started to go forward and they didn't rule out a touchdown. Like I think at the end zone, you got to let the quarterback reach for the end zone. You know that was such right. a controversial thing, right. and, and and I just I think it it clutters it too much. Where hey, you know what? And if you if you hit that quarterback hard when he's sliding, gone. I mean, I, every bit as much as targeting in college, I think because. If you're giving yourself up, that that's just. Are we beyond? Once you leave the pocket, you're just a runner. Yeah. I mean, th- there's danger in that, right? We want to protect everybody, and, and but but you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Well, I don't want to see danger. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, um, I mean, you can only protect them so long. But I mean, they, when they are sliding like that, they are kind of defenseless. And, and if somebody comes screaming across and goes for the upper part of the body or any part of the body, yeah, they're they're somewhat defenseless. Um, but once they leave the pocket, as far as tackling and everything else, I mean that it's fair game. Because once you leave the pocket, if you're if you put yourself in a defender's head, yeah. <laughs> you know the, the the laws, the rules, which I'm glad there are, but they really diminish as a defender. And right. I always go back to that position coach that you can only see as film and you can teach. But, you know, as well as I do in the span of a heated football game, it, it's tough to make yeah. a decision. So that's why in the game this week, and the, the first one that was that was not uh, a target, even though it looked like it was confirmed that way, which I, that's why I say it was a great call by the officials. But, you know, so. Yeah, it's that's a that's a tough one. I, You know, for me, I think, too, it's tough to say that the quarterbacks, you can't protect them out of the pocket because there's too many Lamar Jacksons of the world that, that's part of their offense, even Josh Allen, well, right? I mean, that's it a, is. You kind of got to let them be the runner. I'm sorry, but it yeah. is. Yeah. It, it, at the point, if they're going to give themselves up at the end, I think that's where he was going with that. Mm, then, yeah. you know, then you kind of got to protect them because they are somewhat defenseless sometimes. Um, but I, I agree. Once they're out of the pocket, uh, hey, they're fair game. It's, it's like a goaltender. Once you're out of the crease and out of the circle, you're kind of fair game, and you're you're just you're taking a chance that nobody's not going to hit you or anything like that. And although sometimes they will call a penalty, sometimes they won't. Um, they you know you're playing the puck, you're part of the process. Speaking um, of fair game, you guys ready for this one? So I was picking up our nation's newspaper today. Actually, I was reading an article on uh, the Tuscaloosa News, and uh, and and someone was I think was giving Nick Saban uh, a little edge on an opinion piece on, on not suspending one of his players after the uh, Tennessee-Alabama game, which we all remember, you know, Tennessee tore down the goalposts. Speaking of fair game, if a fan jumps onto the field, is that fan fair game? And here's what happened. Uh, Jermaine Burton, the wide receiver, Alabama, uh, was exiting the stadium, Nayland Stadium there in, in, in Knoxville, after Alabama got beat by Tennessee. And as you guys all saw, I mean, everybody who was anybody at that game flooded onto the field, as did this petite 20-something, I suppose, as she's selfing a TikTok, you know, as she's running onto the field, right? And and the chaos is all in the middle, and she's not far from the edge where the visiting team exits to their locker room. 
And Jermaine Burton is on his way to said locker room, and here comes this girl. And this woman runs past Burton, and so she kind of jukes to the left, not even in his clear path, and kind of does a sidestep to the left as she's running on all, you know, in a joyous, gayest mood, you know, and then we just beat, and she's part of the whole thing. If you watch the video, you're like, ooh. Jermaine Burton kind of reaches back and thump with his hand to her head. Ooh. And so much that she takes a step and kind of stops, like, ow. And then she goes on her way, he goes on his way. And so, of course, the opinion paper came out, an article came out on Saban, like, why didn't you suspend him? Because this thing kind of got out there for doing that action. So my question to you is when people leave the stands and a player who's been part of that arena, that's their office, so to speak, where's the line as to what you can do. So, Doc, that's that's what uh, mm. came up in that game. He didn't suspend him, and, and Saban kind of went on and said, well, it's their safety. Our guys are scared out there, unless you've been in that situation going, well, scared? Girl's like a buck ten dripping wet. She's not even at your guy, you know. So you see, Doc, where the, where the controversy is, so to speak. I think the SEC has a big problem on their hands, and I don't know if they know how to deal with it yet. Um, that's not the first time that's happened, mm. nor will it probably be the last this year. Um, I know when I go into big stadiums, there are signs all over that you don't get on the field. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you can, I mean, he shouldn't have done it. Let's just be honest. That's, but the act to, of leaving that, you, you put yourself in a spot to, to something like this could happen. Yeah. If he'd have done it to a guy, we probably would never have heard about it. Correct. And I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that. And, and I'm, Unless the guy I'm really got hurt. Say, not yeah. trying to be anything, right. but he kind of did it to a small girl. And, and so it's a big deal. Um, and he shouldn't have done it. I mean, he was wrong as well. Uh, is it suspendable? Oh boy. You know, I don't know. I don't even know what, what being suspended means anymore, to be perfectly honest. Some of the, uh, the violations are pretty milquetoast and some are extremely egregious. So, uh, I think in the bottom line is, you know, obviously he should have said, you know, he was sorry, should have apologized, should have done all that stuff. Um, do you suspend them? I, I probably wouldn't have, but um, I think that the, the SEC's got to make some determinations. I mean, you know, and they start rushing the field on all these things. I mean, you think of the field that gets torn up. You think of the goalposts, and those are $100,000. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they were that expensive, but they're $100,000 to put a field goal or a goalpost. And so if they keep having all these big wins, you know, that, that gets to be kind of a financial uh, issue. This certainly. this but, opinion piece, and, and I'll get your thoughts on this, this opinion piece said the incident between Burton and the, and the woman was not apparently his first altercation. Another video appeared to show Burton reaching out at a different fan during his exit. So he says, still, by the time Burton reached the woman, he ultimately struck. He was nearly to the tunnel, and you'll see that if you see the video. I lean to the yeah. locker room. He had a clear path. He made a bad decision. Then the opinioner, the opinion piece says, if you believe Burton should should uh, should have played Saturday, then we disagree. Meaning that the opinion writer says he should have been suspended. Says if you believe that because fans should not have been on the field, Burton's action was justified. And the opinion writer says we should we strongly disagree. Says if you believe Burton raised his arm and struck this bypassing college female in the head because he felt scared, then you are a sheep. You know, meaning you're following what what Saban was saying over there. So uh, it, was, well, it was a good read. I get the angle uh, there. And we don't know what was said either. I mean, we don't know the whole story, too. That's the other thing. You know, 
there could have been a comment or something or, you know, I mean, that's a real, that's a really tough time as an athlete when you've lost a real high powered game. And then a lot of people come into your comfort zone real quick. I mean, look at Richard Sherman, remember him with Aaron, uh, uh, you know, after, uh, Seattle, that one was that, was that Seattle green bit? Good. Remember he just, 1976, Rick Monday, you know, <laughs> something going on in the field trying, yeah, trying to burn, burn the flag, flag yeah. right? You know, and we cheered that, you know. Someone comes on the field of a Monday night football game, I can't wait for Harlan's play-by-play, <laughs> you know, and we cheer that. Well, look at this moron on the field. So those are individual things, Phil. Right. But right. when a, you know what I'm saying, so it, it, there's a line in there somewhere. Yeah. I know one well, place they should not be charging the field, and that's LSU, because I don't care if you're un- unranked and Ole Miss is number seven. You're LSU. You right. just won the national championship <laughs> right, a couple of years ago. Right, right. You don't need to storm the field. I mean, come on. What are you doing here? It's Ole Miss. You own old Mi- Ole Miss all these years. How many How many people have stormed the ice to our hockey guys? Uh, that's that's a lot of plexiglass to call. <laughs> yeah, if, you, say, if you're scale over would, plexiglass, has that ever happened? That would it? take a lot of work to make that uh, <laughs> to make that happen. Uh, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, you know, you know a little tougher in hockey. But, that, yeah. but that's where, but that's where we're going. What did Europe do with soccer? No. He just put up chicken wire like in you know, the Blues Brothers. Hey, it's the good old yeah. boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's good old. yeah, put a little electric current. <laughs> Put the gang back together on this. Uh, so there's a little something over the uh, over the other. As far as injuries this week, did anybody anything pop out that uh, I know UND suffered a little bit uh, on some? It one looked like a, a collision between the, the free safety and, and the, one of the backers. And, and well, there were three concussions in that game that I saw. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you guys took note over the weekend, but there still are a lot of tackles below the knee um, mm. when tight ends and running backs and they get into the they get into the secondary the secondary people are still just diving for their knees you know to try and tackle them so i just you just pay attention i think that's going to be an issue here pretty soon um it's, it's just not a healthy thing for the knees when people are diving at your diving at your knees with helmets and shoulder pads on do you see the cowboy game the uh the 360 spin no, not the whole just saw the highlight <laughs> 360 spin led to a fumble that looked, and that was a, a, a low shot on that, too, but uh, it's all right. Big Ten, Derek, you weren't impressed with the Gophers' performance. Well, there's not much to be impressed with with the Big Ten West anyway, but uh, it's you know it's pretty much Michigan and Ohio State, and yeah. whoever they get to, you know, whoever wins that matchup and then whoever they get to beat up in Indianapolis, it's it's kind of, Well, and, and Penn, or Ohio State finally plays a team this weekend, and it's, and it's away, so it'll be interesting to see how they do. I mean, they're they're a very good team, but you know, poor Iowa. They just they just have no offense. Boy, ten uh, points. But, yeah. No, you just got well, wonder. And, and they the seven they got was from the defense, defense. too. <laughs> yeah, so, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but I think but I think we'll really see. You know, is is Ohio State as goes advertised because they got to go into Death Valley and they got to play a Penn State team that's riding high now after their big win over the weekend. We're going to go first. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I think it comes down to uh, a game in the horseshoe over uh, Thanksgiving uh, between uh, between Michigan and Ohio State as long as Michigan get, can get by the Rush Nemesis Michigan State this weekend. But you ever been be- to a Michigan-Michigan State game, Phil? 
Yes, I have. That was the record attendance crowd. That was like that's three right. Hundred and fifteen thousand four hundred ninety. Wow. Man, yeah. Man, and, just... and here's the deal. So I go visit my daughter, and that's her first year in college. You know, and and sitting by myself, and everything. the guy next to me is from Grand Fork. Of course he is. <laughs> 110,000 people. Yeah. And you're probably related. It's funny we, how that we, works. We, we talked about everything, all the whole game. I mean, it was the funniest thing. Oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Grand Fork. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Locals tend to find each other <laughs> inadvertently on that. All right, good yeah. stuff. And, and the Phillies and, 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 and uh, Astros in the World Series. By the way, uh, Rick Forney, I probably buried a lead. He is uh, oh. t- taking a job in the Atlantic League, longtime manager. He... Came after Hal Lanier. Yeah, uh, Rick was a pitcher for that, and a great I remember him man. pitching. Yeah, remember Rick Foy? Yeah, and a, and a dear man. Obviously, tragically lost his son, who played football at Navy. Probably had an opportunity to Ooh. play at the next level. And you know, twenty two years old, his his boy Dave passed oh, away, and it was just tough for Rick a couple of years ago. And and that, but Rick has taken a job in York in the Atlantic League, so his uh, his tenure is done at Winnipeg. And boy, did he he leave a, a legacy for the Winnipeg Goldeyes. So, yes, he did. Yeah. He, he was a he was a good guy. I, I remember seeing him before a game. He had a little issue he was dealing with, and what a nice guy. Yeah, uh, I really uh, really have a lot of good things to say for them. But I'm sorry, Jack, but I think the baseball season is too long. What do you mean? Playing in November is not good for you? <laughs> <laughs> that cut into your plans? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly my point. Well, I really, I really think that they should just go bonkers and start uh, the playoffs in like the weekend after Labor Day weekend because they get yeah. so lost in the shuffle too of everything well, that's right the whole, now. that's the whole thing. I mean, college football is just rare and right yeah. now, you know? But it, Absolutely. And, you know, and I'm sure they're going to probably sell out because, you know, that's just what, what baseball fans do. But, I mean, you just kind of lose interest. I mean, I didn't even realize the Yankees got swept and I'm kind of going, oh, oh, that's interesting. You want to hear one uh, thing? And I, know, I know everybody gets a clock, but I wanted to get this in with you guys. Abilene Christian, the Wildcats, who will come into Grand Forks this week. 101 yep. years they've been playing football. 101. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The fourth time they'll be playing uh-huh. indoors. Really? <laughs> the fourth time that they'll be playing indoors. It should be all that surprising, though. Well, I guess so. Yeah, I, I suppose not. They played in the Kingdom in the NAIA D1 National Championship in 1977. In 98 and 95, they played in the walk-up Sky Dome in Flagstaff. And in 2014, against Georgia State at the Georgia Dome in oh, Atlanta. Wow. These are the, those are the, uh, I'm just saying, indoors, that was place. It, was, see how you, yeah, it would be a... What was their record indoors? Uh, uh, that's a good question. I'm going to have to research more on that, that topic. <laughs> Going back 101 years. Up against the clock. Uh, Phil, as always, great uh, great roundtable today, buddy. We'll, uh, we'll do it again next week. Thanks, Doc. All right. Sounds good. Have a good weekend. You've got a Dr. Phil Johnson joining us, as he does every Monday. Orthopedic surgeon. Quick time out. Come back more. Clean up some of the roundtable, your text messages, and more. It's the Doc Michael Show on 740 The Fan. Bumper to bumper. They clamor for the other guy just because he'd be different. But you're right. I've been through it before. Everybody wanted a shiny new toy. His name was Tim Brewster. Mace in your face. Weekdays, 3 to 6.30 p.m. on 740 The Fan.
Our studio is brought to you by Gunderson's Jewelers. OMG, oh my Gunderson's, make it easy to say I do with a custom-designed wedding ring. Gunderson's Uptown and Main. West Fargo uh, or Gunderson's.com, easy to do that. We were looking at the high school scene. It was a busy weekend, not just the 70-66 to 66 game, West Hope, over where Ron Wright, former, uh, you know, not uh, or my former chiropractor from Williston, he probably needs one, I guess. Dave C. texts me, says, no flags and no punts no or whatever. Punts. Yeah, he says his legs are sore. Probably so. hurts from the waist down, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll continue on. The quarterfinals of nine-man coming up on Saturday. And, you know, Lamore is is obviously Litchfield Marion the number one seed yes. there and, and 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 pretty good but Mayport CG who you had Brad uh, Oof, they look good take it on Cavalier that's, at Cavalier I uh, boy that's good well Cavalier hung out at sixty at North Star but I was in Mayport was out one of their key guys too in Ethan Bergstrom but Zyler Carlson who uh, uh, I got a chance to see he's from Finley Sheeran of course they co-op with Mayville now saw him as uh, a couple of years ago with Finley Sheeran home page and he was uh, he wasn't really the feature player on that team then but boy he is now and he uh he had what three touchdowns rushing he had a he's strip of a football and took it back for a touchdown Not he had a an interception huh. he had a force fumble that got called back in a penalty but uh, other than that he did okay central cast uh, d and brad uh, are at kindred of course we'll be locked and loaded early for that one and when yeah. i when i spent the six years out in bismarck hazen beulah had this little you know you know it's the cold bowl oh, and sure, it's, yeah. there's always that talk Kindred Central Cast has that to me now, oh, yeah. you know, right? I mean, that that's it. A lot so, of love oh, there. That's a oh, large yeah. one. That's a, that's a quarterfinal tilt I'm, in Kindred. I'm trying to think if they've ever played in the football playoffs. I have to dig around and look, but I don't think they have before. So yeah, this would be, uh, yeah, This there's no love lost there, and you just ramp it up a little bit more with the playoffs. Derek's Trojans are waiting the winner of Frazee Hawley for the uh, semis in the, in, the, in the second. So we'll talk about all that coming up this week. We got you covered right here on 740 Defense.